Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. <clears throat> Microphone check, one, two, one, two. What was that thing you said yesterday? The the, the, the meme you sent me about the lizard tank? Or oh, yeah. Oh, there was this that. meme going around. It says, if you keep your thermostat above 75, don't invite me to your terrarium. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I if I see any of you guys start sweating, I'm going to get up and open Let the Let me door. tell you something. I would much We rather keep our house at 80. Yeah. Really? She, well, she's uh, she's just... We don't. Yeah. <laughs> you like it hot? Like, very. Yeah. It's, okay. not, it's never hot enough for me. Wow. Okay. Like I, I prefer to be warm to hot. It's my happy place. Okay. Early van tours, the, the air conditioning situation in the van was always a conversation. A constant... It was like a fluid, constant conversation that was always happening. And in the dressing room. And in the dressing room. Oh, still in the dressing room. Because usually people love freezing cold air conditioning, then you like bundle up in the blankets. Yeah, yeah, but you can't sing, first of all, when the dressing room's cold. Facts. And it's not good for your throat to be in air conditioned spaces for yeah. long periods of time. And, and you know, I, I just, I get, as soon as I get cold, I start to get instantly sad. Like it just does something to my emotions. Like wow. I or I get like really depressed and really sad. Whereas the warmer it gets, the happier, more relaxed I am. And it's a mo what I'll notice before I'll notice that I'm cold is I'll notice that I'm sad. Like I'll just be like I'm so sad. It's like oh shit, it's, it's really cold in Isn't here. It that's interesting why. That, 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 <laughs> that's like how you feel like warm or cold that can affect all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, One Life in Chance podcast, the Interrupters. Hey. hey. Everybody, go and introduce yourselves. I know your names, but just okay, just you guys are sharing a mic. Hey, this is Justin. Hey, it's Jesse. And Kevin. And Amy. Thanks for being here. Yeah. This is the first time I had a whole band on my podcast. Oh, cool. Wow. Thanks for, thanks for having us. Thanks for being oh, here. I know you guys have been really, really busy. Mm -hmm. um, I just saw your Jimmy Kimmel performance. It was awesome. It's fun to watch that and thank see you. that. I know how stressful that can be. You guys killed it. Dude, cool. thank you. Thank and you. we're honored to be the first full band. I mean, we're a family, so it's kind of like we roll everywhere together. I love that. You know? I, I do love that. When you say anybody's rolling, like, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that because a lot of people in the music biz and you're in bands, some bands, like, after a tour, they just vanish and they see you at the next tour. Mm. Like, me and my, my, we're all brothers. We hang out all the time. We talk every day and we're a family. Yeah. I think same. that's really important. And we all live on the same property. Oh, yeah. You do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but we so we always. home from tour and we don't see each other. <laughs> okay. I'll see them in the driveway and just say, hey. <laughs> so you guys all live together? Yeah. I mean, pretty much. In a sense. Yeah. We live yeah, yeah. in a house uh, and then they on in the front and they live in a house in the back. And, and then we share a garage that's our actual like recording studio where we did this record. Incredible. Because we have three brothers here, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and Hamilton High. Yep. Where my son went. Hamilton High. You guys are from there, right? Yeah. 
You guys shared some of the same teachers my son told me. Wild. So wild. That's man. so crazy. Yeah. He learned so much in that school, too. He really like learned how to read music and piano and all that stuff. I mean, same. I came straight out of high school and joined the transplants. And, it, you know, I w- had skills as a recording engineer right away because of that school and the classes they offered. Like, they had an electronic music course that literally absorbed my life the entire four years I was in high school. And I learned so much. And I would not be able to do anything I've been doing if it wasn't for that school. What yeah. musicians, wh- who's, who did you guys go to school with? Like how many, what musicians came out of there? I mean, a lot of like, I mean, before I was there, obviously, but like Fiona Apple went there. Wow. Um, Haim? No, no, Haim didn't go I there. heard Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle went there, oh. yeah. Omarion went there. Omarion? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ozo Motley. Oh, oh, Abe Laboriel Jr. Yeah. went there, drummer for Paul McCartney. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, like... Uh, the Carney brothers? Oh, yeah. yeah. But Haim went to your other school. I'm not crazy. Well, no, no, our, <laughs> that was that was our middle school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In, in the valley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that was the thing is we always went to a music school ever since the sixth grade because we that's all we were interested in. So, I love like, that. Yeah, we, we would follow wherever, like, had the good music classes, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we did... You know, it's so funny, Justin... In this fifth grade talent show, is playing a Blink 182 cover on bass with Danielle Heim on guitar and singing. And there's a video somewhere, it exists. That's sick. What yeah. song was it? Uh, Aliens Exist. Nice. And I remember I wasn't good enough to learn it on my own, so Kevin actually wrote out the tablature for me. Wow. I got and, no memory of that part. <laughs> I found it last week. No. What? Yeah. Ooh, that's cool. It's in our storage unit oh, right now. Dang. That's amazing. <laughs> Pavona Museum, the, dude. The twins are the archivists of the band. Okay. They save everything. AKA every hoarders. Hoarders. <laughs> the thin line between archiving and hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> so you save every flyer, everything? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Every, every flyer, ticket stub we've ever... Every show we've ever played is recorded. Every... Is recorded? Is recorded. Two video angles and audio. Every show. From the first show? No, I mean. No. Most of them. Most. I mean, we do have the first one audio-wise recorded. Yeah, see? Yeah. That's so And cool. you could, that's the reason why probably is because I'll say certain comments about the show and they're like, let's take it to the tape. Yeah, I, and do. then and I'm like, this happened on stage and they're like, I don't think so. Let's take it to the tape. And so now they can either prove me right or wrong. Depending on the evidence, the evidence, (laughs) the evidence, but then we pull up the evidence. It's true because she'll say, oh, that one felt really fast tonight. I think we got to slow it down and we'll be like, I don't know. Let's take it to the tape and we'll listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, that's we're kind of pushing it a little bit. Wow. We treat this band like a like a major sports organization. Like we get off stage (laughs) and we like go back and watch the tapes. Not like right away, but we will like ice down and talk about what we could have done better. I love that. You're super professional about it. But are you super critical of yourselves and super anal about everything to the point where you're like i think we all do it in different ways different ways we're all we all have certain things we hone in on and and are pretty um like particular about yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i i mean i think we're all to a certain degree like always think we could always find something we could do better if yeah, you're if you're course. kind of chilling at a oh no it's as good as it's gonna get well then it, you're just as good as it's gonna get yeah you, you know never get I mean? too comfortable yeah but I, and I don't like walking off stage and just being like that was awesome guys although they do <laughs> I'm always like I don't know how could we improve how could that have been better what I did wrong what I could fix what I you know I I just like think about it and and then and I over over analyze it in my mm. mind. And then after I go through that whole process, then like maybe a couple hours later, I'll be like, all right, guys, good show. (laughs) Because here's the thing, too. Two things are happening up there. We're like performing our songs, but also like we're having a moment with with the crowd. And it's like in this type of music, it all becomes one energy. You know what I mean? So I walk off stage and I'm kind of like, 
wow, like that was, aw- I'm not saying like I was awesome, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'll always be able to find something. But yeah, we, we always. No, I do walk off on stage immediately and I'm like, they were awesome. Yeah, they were awesome. And then that she, is immediate. But what I say, did. What happened to your guitar on that yeah, one song? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, well, I bent it at it too. I'll be yeah. like, that pre-course was a little flat. Yeah, yeah. I just take each song and I kind of run it through my head. Like, how could we improve? I like that. Yeah. But the crowd never really hears the things you guys hear. Yeah, I think as the years one go by, thing, you know, like, I think we're becoming yeah. more aware that like if we could make that a little better, still no one will notice. But I guess we will or whatever. I yeah. mean, the twins are a lot more like, you know, I th- I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, they're <laughs> just like that was great, and I'm like, we could have we could always do better. I've definitely had some <laughs> moments where I've walked off stage and gone, I totally messed that up, and we're like, I played it not, I played it so poorly, and then I'll find a video or something on YouTube and I'll watch it, and be like, that was great, <laughs> I was wrong. So well, she just gets in your head about it. I yeah. mean, just to going back to we played Kimmel the other night and we, you know, if for TV, you do a sound check during the day and then they do a camera check. So they like can yeah. plan out the camera moves. And we played the song probably three times that day. And I felt like it was getting better and better each time we go to play the TV one. And I felt like I had me personally the worst performance for myself really? because I was so in my head yeah, and I was just like so in my head and then they actually let me watch it when we came off because they had it mixed down and I was like is there any way I could just check the mix real quick and I like went into the sound booth and I watched it and I'm and I thought I had this like light bulb moment where I'm like dude I was watching Amy perform and I'm like were you forgetting that she was like up there crushing it and like nobody yeah. cares about your harmonies or like, like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's I, sweet. I, no, it's seriously. And I was like, I'm so lucky to be in a band with her and like everybody too. you guys, everybody like brought it. It was I, great. And I realized it was our best performance of the day, even though it was my personal, like worst as far as how I executed <laughs> my parts, but whatever. I you mean, did like, great. It's rock and roll. You know? <laughs> I was told that when uh, Prince was on there, I actually went to the performance of Prince that he stayed all night watching all the stuff back, going through everything. No way. For hours. Wait, outdoor stage? Yes. I was there too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, for hours. Just stayed there, went through all everything. He's super like that. So you guys like Prince? Yeah. I love Prince. Prince, amazing. I mean, you know, one of the most (laughs) talented. I mean, it's so funny because you can't call Prince underrated, but like as a guitar player, in the conversation of guitar players, I no one ever brings up Prince, but like, dude, yeah, underrated guitar player. As a guitar player, yeah. Um, I love the documentary. This is my family. I thought that was amazing, by the Thanks. way. It's really, really awesome. Um, so people listening now, you can check that out. Where is that at? It's a YouTube. YouTube, okay. Free. That's, you guys did it all yourself, did it all yourself right? Um, the documentary was yeah. Ke- Kevin Kerslake. Um, so we made the live record, and that, that video from the concert we had, and we basically just pulled up a bunch of old childhood footage went through our whole lives and yeah. then we gave it to Kevin Kerslake, the director and he kind of turned it into this story that like we didn't I wouldn't say we had a clear vision for it but once we saw the first cutback we're like oh okay I see what we're doing and then we yeah. kind of fine-tuned it with him but yeah we kind of did it all in he's awesome super it, it came out it came out awesome man well thank really you. really awesome um so you guys are all from California they, they're from Van Nuys I'm from Montana Montana's right mm-hmm. growing up in Montana how was that I mean, did you live your, your whole life? You <laughs> live there, like high school and everything. Yeah, I um, I grew up in uh, Polson, Montana, Missoula, Montana, and Billings, Montana. So I moved around. Um, had uh, early part of my life in Missoula and Polson, and then eighth grade through my junior year in Billings, Montana, which is like east mo- eastern Montana. Yeah, it's really industrial, really. Not what not what you think of when you think Montana, yeah, yeah, like yeah. mountains and trees and rivers, cows. Yeah, yeah. It's more like factories and pollution and 
Uh, yeah. And snow. I don't think I ever played a show in Montana, maybe. Is yeah, there like a scene there now? or I No. There was ever a scene there, really? There was a little punk club in Missoula called Jay's Upstairs. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, bands would come through there from time to time. It was a, a cool spot. Yeah. Um, and I actually... Man, I I was eighteen and over, and and it was it was a really cool little place. I saw so many bands there, but I actually saw a band there one time that lived in L.A. And I had the night before I went to that show, I had a dream that I moved to L.A. Wow! And so when I met this band, I was like, "Oh, you guys are from L.A." I just had a dream that I lived there and that I was pursuing my music there. Could I? follow you guys in my car and maybe <laughs> i don't know just get the hell out of here what? <laughs> and um how old are you then 18 uh yeah 18 no ni- maybe 19 can i follow you back to california 18 or, uh, maybe i just turned 18 yeah 18 around there 18 around there yeah so i was like hey can i come with you guys and basically um they lived in orange county i thought they lived in L- LA. Not quite yeah, LA. So, so different it's not quite <laughs> it's two different worlds but uh they said i could crash at them for a couple days yeah. or whatever, so I crashed with them, and then you just left. Yeah, just wow. left. When I was eighteen, I was still eating dinner at the parents' house. Dude. <laughs> you know, like you know my, we, my son too. Yeah, we have a song on the record called "Anything Was Better Than Where I Was From," yeah, yeah. and it's about that. It's okay. about just feeling like it's not. It's not where I was from, as in the city, it, but it, my circumstances. Yeah. I was just like, literally, anything is better. So I'll just go with these strange dudes. And I don't know where I'll end up. I'm going to go by myself and I don't know anyone, but literally anything is better than what I have here. So yeah. it, nothing, it couldn't get worse. And I'm just going to, I really wanted to pursue my dreams of doing music. And I knew that if I stayed there, I I wasn't ever, that was never going to happen. Were you already on your own at that point? At that point I had a band and um, actually did, the night after they played, I I, I played a show. And they the band they came to my oh, that's cool. show, so they thought that was pretty cool. Were um, you living on your own though? No, I was okay, living so with my home. mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you leave, your mom's just like, yeah, I just like, she just left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Did you graduate from high school? Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I and I went I went to college for a year. So okay, that's yeah. I was, so yeah, I, I went to college for a year. I studied poetry and women's studies. <laughs> 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 you know because yeah. Because uh, in order to be a DJ on the radio station it, at the university, or it, the biggest st- station or the coolest station in town was the university station. Okay. And I really I had a band, and I wanted my music to be played on that station, so I had to um, enroll in college, and in order to be a DJ, in order to play my music. Wow. And so I would just say that you know, hey, you guys got to check out this band. You know, they're playing a show tomorrow night, try and hype it up, but I wouldn't say that was my band, you know? Yeah, yeah. Try and get tickets, <laughs> try and get people, you know, to buy tickets. Um, but yeah, after a while of doing that, I just, I was like, there's got to be more. I got to, I just, yeah. I have to, I can always go back to college, you know what I mean? But I, I just have to follow my dream, so, um, yeah. And to bring it full circle, we were playing a show in Orange County, like, Ooh. right before the lockdown, right? So, like, yeah. 2019, remember that? And one of the dudes that was in that band that she followed and went with, yeah. Came out. He was there playing in the one of the other bands oh, that was wow, on the bill. That's crazy. And uh, it was so cool that's because, cool. like, you know, we've known each other for over ten years now, and I've heard, I've known the stories, but to like have somebody, and I remember like talking to him, and he's like, "You don't have any idea, like, what we witnessed when we saw her sing. Like, we were that's like, cool. dude, <laughs> you're so sick." 
And then she came with us, and I was like, "Whoa, it's that's crazy, so." It's man. like it's like that movie Big Fish when, like, at the end, when like all the people, the characters from the stories <laughs> yeah, come, yeah, and you're yeah. like, "Oh my god, all those stories!" Like, I, it all <laughs> makes sense. Connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was your what were you what were your influences back then as far as doing music? Um, Who were you listening to? At that particular time, I was listening to um, Rancid and Bad Religion and no effects and bad brains Ooh. and i was i really and the thing is is that the band that i was in they their what was frustrating for me is their favorite band <laughs> was like dave matthews and wow okay and um what's it what's the other um fish no, fish, not fish. fish. <laughs> no, fish and Hootie and the Blowfish no. and the Dead, the Grateful Dead. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah that so, makes so, sense. so, so, town. yeah, it, it is a hippie town, ah. and, uh, and so that was, you know, their favorite music, and I was just, I'm like, these songs are way too long. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minute, fifty minutes long. <laughs> we need to, yeah. I'm like, we got, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes, three minutes. That's the max. Wow. And they're like, yeah, but we need a. 10 minute guitar solo um so it was it was just really frustrating and i was like i need to find other people that want to make the music that i want to make so when i did go to la i and because i didn't know anybody you're nobody here right? the band that, that that brought you know that i met yeah they were called the line and okay there's this yeah. punk band I, they're there's still doing it the they're, still, yeah, they're, they're still they're still playing yeah, yeah yeah that's cool um they're cool, really cool guys they but pretty I, much took you under their wing and got you out here and yeah, well, they they let me stay there a couple of days and stuff, and then I realized, you know, I really want to go to L.A. because I realized I'm not in, actually in L.A. I'm in Orange County. <laughs> so I drove my car to the only thing I knew, because I didn't know anybody, was the Hollywood sign. I just thought if I just could find the Hollywood sign, then I know that I'm in Hollywood. I'm in, I'm in L.A. Yeah. And then I'll just park my car, and I'll just figure it out from there. So that's what I did. and just I park under the sign and just... I par- just so that I could see it. Yeah. I parked to where I could see it and then I was like all right so that's like step one <laughs> you know <laughs> and I, I don't know anyone I'm I'll, I'll, um, so I called the bartender of that punk bar uh-huh. and in my hometown there's a there was a movie that they filmed um, that Brad Pitt movie um, A River Runs Through It yep. so that was filmed in, in Missoula and the bartender was an extra in that movie so I, I just thought Maybe you know someone from LA since you were in an extra, which is really ridiculous. Thing, <laughs> looking back on Checks it, out. but um, so I was like, "Hey, remember those ba- those guys I met in the bar that night?" Well, like, I'm in LA, and Dang. anyway, I was like, "Do you know anybody that lives in LA?" And he was like, "Actually, I do." And, and it was Brad Pitt. And it, <laughs> <laughs> close, um, but um, but it, it was like, "Yeah, actually, I do know someone," um, and the. And I'll see, you know, if they are around or whatever. Long story short, the people, the house that uh, of the people that he knew and the people that had a room for rent, I just so happened to be parked on that street and I could see the house from where I was at. So he goes, just like go over and knock on the door. So I just walked over and knocked on the door and I was like, hey, (laughs) I heard you have a room for rent. And they were like, absolutely. And. That and that no, so and that, then I had a place to stay, which was so weird. Yeah. And then from there, I I got a job waiting tables at Jerry's Famous Deli. Nice classic. The the um the classic the uh <laughs> what's it called the the graveyard shift. Okay. And then um I off time I w- walked up and down Sunset Boulevard 
every single night. Like anytime I had a, a night off, I would walk up and down Sunset Boulevard and I would just see if I could meet any musicians. I would ask people if they wanted to start wow. a band. I asked them if they like punk music. I want to start a punk band. And um, because there was a lot of metal Oh, yeah. metal oh, heads yeah. and stuff some, some sunset strippers so down there. Yeah. i would just be like what kind of music do you like what kind of music do you do and i ended up meeting some just interviewing random people in the street I love just it. every night I love just it. like what do you do what kind of music do you do you play instrument do you want to start a band if you like punk and you want to start a punk band no uh, jay matthews yeah <laughs> and so um so i got I, so I, that's why i found a um a band um that's this cool. band no motive you know yeah, no no motive? Motive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the guys from no motive is, okay. was a band that i that I started singing with the with the members of those guys. They're awesome. M O T I V. Yeah, exactly. I think on the Warp Tour, maybe too. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. So I met them and Sunset Boulevard, and then we played, you know, a couple shows. And one of those shows, uh, Randy Jackson was at. Randy Jackson. Yeah, and he, um, they were in another contract. Long story short, Randy Jackson helped me. Get American Idol. Yeah, the but, he wasn't, what? but he wasn't. But he. It's so he, random. He, yeah, but he he, he was he, scouting bands and looking at because he worked at yeah he worked at MCA yeah. yeah. Okay. So he saw us and he um, helped me get my first record deal. That is incredible. Yeah. So all because I followed my dream and I had yeah. zero, I had so naive I didn't know enough to be afraid. I I would never do that again. That was absolutely insane. But yeah. it, it worked. It worked out. <laughs> what year was that? Two thousand. Uh, I don't even know what year that'd be. Had to be like early, right? Early like yeah, around there. Wow. Yeah. You all by yourself come from there to L.A. Just all the moves you made, it's just crazy, man. It's, it really is. Things happen for a reason, though. You're that close to the house or the Hollywood sign. Oh, he lives right there. That's crazy, man. Everything is kind of like that. With, yeah. Especially and with the journey led me to you guys. I know. It's it's <laughs> true. I, and I, to my husband. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's <laughs> so, no motive. So, you guys toured with that band, too, or no? Were they no, no, no. Just a couple of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then how do you meet these these? These wonderful brothers right here. So we were on tour. I was on tour as a solo artist opening for Sugar Ray. Yeah, and yeah. Wow. Those guys. Shout out to Mark. He's the best. He's a listener. He'll be listening to this right now. We love him. You know that he was the, he officiated our wedding. I did know. I did know that. Yeah, yeah, Yes. He's family. We love, we love, we love those guys. Sweet human, man. But I was a roadie for them and they let my band open up the West Coast leg of the, my band at the time called Telecasters with the twins and then our other buddies, Tim and Dash. We, we had this band and, um, they're like, yeah, you could jump on the West Coast leg of our run. And then we did. And the first day. She was at our sound check, and then I watched her set, and I was like, "Dude, your songs are so good! Like, let's write songs together." Was it just under your name? Just your name for your yeah. solo? Yeah, it's cool. And such, I was just so blown away at the songwriting, the simplicity too, because at the time you were, it was like you, like a like an eight oh eight sounding djembe, and then like an acoustic guitar, and just the song, and I was like blown away, and I was like, Thanks. I have to write songs with with this person. What a sweet husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but, as soon as you saw her, heard her, you like. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and then we were, you know, you guys were. You call them the twins always. You call them by their names. I call them by their Sometimes. names if I'm trying to address them. But <laughs> if I'm, but I'm, if I'm addressing them collectively like twins. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. old were you guys on that we tour? Were you freshly must freshly twenty. Yeah, I mean, you're the oldest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we were. I mean, it was our first time getting in a van together. You know. Yeah. Because I did everything backwards. I started <laughs> with like. I started with the transplants in in '05, and amazing I was, group, by the way, amazing group, yeah, an amazing opportunity. I was 18, fresh out of high school, joined that band, toured on buses. Saw you with them, yes, yeah. And then I had to, to then I like became friends with all the crew, yeah, and I became a roadie for so many bands, and I was touring that way. But I always like never really put all my eggs in the basket of like I need to do music myself. I would mm-hmm. do it in my off time. 
I'd like, you know, write songs and like yeah. make, you know, recordings and stuff, but I never like went all in and I'd always work with other bands until I met her. And she's like, dude, you got to like, stop. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to go set up drums for two months. And she's like, you're wasting your like good time right now. Like we got to like make some tunes and she then starting you. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it was, she was the first one where I was like turning down tours now. We started writing songs and making a record. I called the twins to come get involved, play on it, twins. engineer it. And we were just going to do it for my solo stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. about when we were done or like halfway done. When we were done, mixing, you were like, I want mix- to be a band. When we were mixing, I was, I was like, I'm, I literally, I can't do this. I don't want to be a solo artist anymore. I want to do a band. And I'm, I'm j- I just don't have it in me. I, I do not. I hate being a solo artist. Because if the show fails, oh, there's only one name on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And now I, mean? I know like how you hard, how hard you are on yourself with the interrupters. Imagine it's by yourself, totally. Yeah, like it's too it's much all pressure. Yeah. It's, all, it's, too mu- it's too much. What made you do that? Just wanted to give it a try after no motive. Um, well, I was signed as a solo artist. Okay. Um, because they were already another contract, and it just that's just how it worked out. Yeah. So, um, but you can and bring, I that yeah. solo record it never came out. It got shelved. Okay. So, which I was actually, I was shelved and I was unable to record under my name for how many years? Seven years. Seven years. Major labels, man. Gets so wild. I was on MCA too, as well, man. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah. I was on Electra, but okay. he he was leaving MCA to okay. do American Idol. So yeah, he hadn't started it yet. Wow. It was that long ago. But anyway, um, the 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 stress and the pressure I I felt leave my body when we decided that we were going to be a band yeah was the most freeing most beautiful i know it felt, but the thing is it was so making that record was so collaborative it already kind of felt like a band and then like hitting you know hitting up the twins like i didn't even have to really think about like are they going to be down i was like they'll be down you know and yeah. then like we told tim about it like that week we started it and he was like yo let's meet up and let's make a record with Best. the interrupters and then boom it was like who came up with the was, name um Amy did. Our mom was visiting, and she was like, "We we were hanging out. We're kind of partying a little bit back then, and like a little bit, a little bit." <laughs> and my mom kept interrupting Amy, and uh-huh. and like and not like in a mean way, just like in an excited way, you know. And uh, after she left, Amy goes, oh, "Your mom's kind of an interrupter." And at this point, we had the notebook of band names. Like, Got you. All just three three pages of band, pages pages of band names. And then I go, "What'd you say?" She goes, "Interrupter," and I'm like, "The interrupters." Oh, boom! And then it just kind of like. It yeah, felt we both like new at that with, moment, especially with the music we were making. It felt like great name. the right name. You know yeah. what I mean? And then it, we just never looked back. And I was I was really happy about that because I've been in bands before where it's like we were constantly talking about changing the band name. And it's like yeah. there's nothing less solid feeling than a band when you're finally like, is our name good? Like, <laughs> I'm like, let's just get that out of the way. But yeah, we started making the record, the first record with Tim, the solo record we made with her that started the band. Yeah, we ended up not putting that out because we re-recorded everything live like as a band yeah we only took a couple of the songs we wrote a bunch of new songs but on that record there was like a bunch of songs that ended up being interrupter songs okay. so it was like this cool well we had to like draw from and uh it was fun man that process of like being in a brand new band again and like and then you know just being so and lucky it's still fun 
it's still fun. <laughs> but being so lucky to be around Tim at the time too, oh, yeah, because man, dude, our first tour, like we opened up for Rancid and the Transplants. It was like I remember that tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we had played like six shows, wow. and then we went on tour with Rancid and the Transplants, and it's like here you go, and we're like, oh wow, we got to figure this out. Dude, I was so nervous. You were yeah, plus Rancid, you're a fan also. Dude. Yeah, 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 ma- major fan. Massive so working fan. with Tim, that must have been first time meeting him, working with. You know? It was surreal, and um, I, I um. I couldn't believe it because that that was a a huge huge dream of mine for many for for a very 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 long yeah. time. So the fact that that happened still blows my mind. Yeah, and, then, and then you meet him and he's like everything you want him to be is exactly how you think he would be. Yeah. Like super humble, smart, creative, funny, just everything yeah. about him is just yeah. you know And now he's family, you know. Of course, I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're, he's he's like the big bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's incredible, man. Yeah, when we did, you know, we were before right before we started the interrupters. This is, I mean, the type of dude he is. He's so musical. Like, I, we were just hanging out one day, and I played him some demos that Amy and I had made. Yeah. And he goes, whoa, she's super talented. Uh, I'll, I'll write with her. And I was like, dude, if I told her that, she would, like, flip out right now. <laughs> so, like, he came in on that solo record and, like, co-wrote a couple tunes. Yeah. And but part of one of those songs became the bridge of She's Kerosene, like, eight years later. Like, you know what <laughs> wow, I mean? Yeah. Because th- he's also that type of dude that's always writing, and he's always got ideas, and it's just like... Songs, and man. then... When you're when you're at the space where you're like we're gonna make a record or we're gonna like we we have some we're gonna do some writing we always pull from like the stuff that we've already worked on because we move so quick yeah it's like you don't want to just waste any good ideas you always you're always there to kind of like pull from you know as yeah. a songwriter so you guys all write songs together usually a- every song it comes about differently yeah but we always arrange them and put them together as a unit yeah 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 you seem to be, you seem you seem like the guy be writing songs all the time or like always in your head writing stuff or no yeah we're always writing songs i mean we each record we have approximately between 40 and 60 songs that to choose from yeah Yeah. wow to kind of whittle down from total tim style man too yeah yeah we to do that as well yeah i'm constantly writing kevin's constantly writing um i don't i i i don't know how to not do that it's kind of my therapy it's therapeutic yeah yeah Yeah, so it helps me I'm I'm much better at putting my feelings aco- across through music than actually talking about it out loud. Me too. I can sing you my feelings a little more accurately than I can tell you. Me my too. Feelings. I've never been. I never went to. Uh, I never been to a psychologist or had therapy. I definitely need it. But I use. <laughs> Same. I talk. Same. About, I, I talk about it every podcast because I have daddy issues when my dad died when I was a kid. But I, I write about it and I sing about it and that's the way I get it out. And I feel like that's good enough. I'm white. My wife's always telling me you need to talk to somebody. I just, I don't know why I'm scared to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, talk therapy is really bad for someone like myself. Mm. Um, for you mean s- talking to a person? Yeah, talk therapy is, is not, it's not really bad. It's just not ideal. The best therapy for 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 trauma is trauma therapy. Okay. Trauma therapy is different than talk therapy. For example, if I went to someone to just talk about all my trauma, I would get triggered and it would I would leave feeling horrible and all triggered and not okay. not good but if you go to someone specifically a trauma therapist um for example emdr therapy yeah it sort of helps rewire the brain so that when you have a traumatic flashback or you have traumatic event it helps you 
um, helps you cope with it in a in a way that you don't have to constantly keep revisiting. Okay. Whereas trauma like therapy, that. you're not really fixing, you're not rewiring the brain. You're actually could be, possibly be making it worse. So, That's for interesting. No. I did talk therapy for many many years, and I wasn't getting better. Then I started during the pandemic. I started doing EMDR therapy, and specifically targeting traumatic events, and mm. I feel so much better. I, I but I have so I'm gonna end up doing it for my whole life because yeah. I have plenty a deep deep well <laughs> to draw from and yeah. and you can only deal with one or two traumatic events per time, session right? yeah okay. yeah i had to written down to the therapy i saw you post about we'll get to that for sure um this is us that tv show that triggers me any kind of like situation where a family with a parent dies fucks me up even like pixar movies and oh fucking, bambi or all yeah. that yeah. shit yeah. it's all heavy when like a parent dies i've always been like that especially when, since i became a father as well like mm. so, i'm super emo i'm super sensitive about things yeah but my dad heavy. died at a very young age how old were you three and i have two older brothers and we weren't allowed to go to the funeral because my mom didn't want us to see that we never had real closure on it mm. and my older brothers knew him really well and they had good memories I have, I have like two photos so i think that really fucked me up probably in, in a sense you know yeah, and do you re- you remember you remember? Yeah, not I remember being coming able- home and falling on the bed and having some like issues, and then going to the hospital, and never come back. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So so if you went, like, if, I'm getting emo now. So if you it, so if you went to trauma therapy specifically for that event, yeah, it would be so help. You would TMS right? Uh, no, that's, that's a different one. thing. Okay, that's a different one. Yeah, but if you went to EMDR therapy and just targeted just that memory, yeah, it would change your life. I think I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You re- recommend somebody to me. I definitely. I got. Yeah. I got a number for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that's the first thing I should try. Yeah. Absolutely. It's really great. It's. 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 I will tell you this. It is one of the hardest things you will ever do in your life. Yeah. But I'm getting so, emotional thinking about it. But yeah. so rewarding because you have to go visit that memory, which is really, really difficult. Yeah. But then you 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 actually create a new memory. So what you would do, for example, is you would go back to that memory. You as an adult. And you would take your three-year-old self and you would hug that, hug him. Yeah. And you would tell him all the things that you wish that you that he could know, and all the things that comfort him. You make a new memory. So when you have a flashback, you see you there now. Sick. And and it creates this like peace. And it and it, you know, it was, it was developed for um for veterans, you know, PTSD. Yeah. And it really can help uh, rewire the brain. There's little things you put in your hand, little buzzers that you that buzz back and forth and. It, it stimulates the left and right hemisphere of your brain and you go back and you kind of time travel Wow! and you create a new memory, like a, butterfly a, a, mo- a butterfly yeah. effect. It's so definitely, I think it would be helpful. Damn. Let's not talk about the interrupters anymore. We'll talk about this stuff. Yeah. Um, Cause it's educational. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. Um, and we could talk about TMS when, when you want. Yeah. Yeah. Have it in there. Yeah. That's like, all right, good. Let's just get back to focus now. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so Hellcat's the first record, right? Hellcat's all the records. All the records. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Holy dude. shit. Dude. That's incredible. Yeah. You guys like Fat Mike and stay in the label the whole time. I love that. We have no reason to go anywhere yeah. else. There. It's like the best people, you know, I Tim and yeah. Brad. It's family. And like it's family. Like we've been with our same booking agent, Stormy, since the very beginning. Stop the Stormy like, Shepherd. Love you, Stormy. I mean, yep. come on. Like we, there's, we are so lucky to be surrounded by yeah. these people that it's just like, they're par- it's a family. Like I said, I like it. we're sitting here together because we're a family, but the yeah. family has grown, you know? And it's yeah. Just, yeah. It's beautiful. Um, should we fast forward to the new record or talk about the other records? I mean, I mean say it loud. Well, the first one was self-titled too, right? Yeah. 
Then, 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 uh, then we did Say It Out Loud and what is it, Were 2016? you guys building a following leading up to the first record? You guys playing lots of shows and getting your name out there and doing those tours, right? Yeah. yeah so the funny Ask thing the archivist. We, have, we finished <laughs> the first record in 2012. Your oh, voice sounds great. Hey, keep oh, going. thanks. Go. I should get on the radio more after. Just talk close. So we, finished the, we, we did finish the first record before we even started playing shows. Okay. And it was kind of a thing. It was like, you guys just you guys can't just you know put out a record and go on tour with Rancid. You got to play some shows or whatever. So like that's like what that. we did. Elvis Cortez helped us out with all of our first shows. Nice. Put us on a bunch of awesome bills. He's doing the podcast with Tim now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we love Elvis. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. And then... We pressed a couple seven inches to as a little something to have on tour. Smart. You know? And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. And like he said, with Stormy, she had a laundry list of bands that needed opening bands, so we'd always... We'd get yeah, you guys tour a lot, man. You would tour and still do. Yeah, you grind, man. For yeah, sure. yeah. So it. we pretty much toured for two years before the first record came out. I love it. And then yeah. by the time that first record came out, the second record was halfway written, maybe more. We were already playing half the songs on our set, too. So, <laughs> wow. and, and that record was done in a way different way because it was like we had so much touring. We would like find these zones where we'd get together with Tim and like we'd be like, oh, we got two weeks in July. All right. We got like a couple weeks in October. You and seem then, very organized with your dates because we've been talking. For yeah. Months yeah. About this but you have everything like practice. And you guys are very organized. Yeah. We, we kind of have to have to be. And I have I a I weird memory with dates and times, too. But I remember they all like do. they all have these. You could you right now you could name any day, any year, any month, and they will tell you what what was they were doing or what was happening. Yeah, yeah. It's the I've it's never seen them. anything like it. It's really great to have. Yeah, because I'll I'm I think of time and events in very artistic. Yeah fluid ways abstract, abstract. abstract i'm like ways. at some point it's, you know in the last decade that happened or whatever and they know exactly when things happen so yeah. you know the date the first record came out august 5th 2014 14. wow holy shit yeah. which is actually gonna be what's that eight years yeah, eight years yeah when this new record comes out yeah okay what about the second record it came out 2016 june say it loud 6 2016 uh, so both you guys wow the album release was on june 18th see too you like that? Yeah, too? he's the way. He's the same I way. I kind of, I kind of am. I'm slipping a little as a, as we yeah. do more, and the band lives longer. Yeah, like, you but have great you know, memories. Damn. But do you know what I pride myself Crazy. on? Now, I don't know if it's like something cool to pride yourself on, but when I, when we go to a venue on tour, and like I remember an experience there, but the twins don't. I'm like, remember we had those tacos right down the street, and they'll be like, wait, I don't remember that, and I'm like, that's when, rare. When it's they, very rare. when they, they remember, don't remember everything. I'm just, wow. I feel like I won. <laughs> I don't know why. So. Do you guys play the same set list if you go back to the same city? We don't. We. What do you mean? Well, because the drummer from Metallica writes all their um all their uh, set lists every night, and they try to play the same set set twice when they go back to the same. It add a different song or flip something. Oh yeah, we try to. flip It's interesting. It. I thought you guys might be no. Like yeah, that. for tours, like we try to have like our set for this tour okay, and yeah, kind of yeah. like and we flip it from the last time. Especially now we put out a live record. It felt like I always said it felt like a stand-up comedian when they put out their special and they yeah, can't yeah, like yeah. do the bits anymore. You know, like Actually, so we put out one, yeah, yeah, we did yeah. the live record and it's like we can't go out and play that set because that everyone's got it now and mm. we had to flip it around and we have new songs now too, which is yeah, fun, you know. Interesting. Um, we were talking before the pod too about putting like the newer songs in the set and like the crowd and just that yeah. kind of challenge. And you're so stoked on it, but nobody's really heard them yet. Yeah. And you want that same reaction from the song before that that they heard. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Fully like putting that the pill in a piece of cheese before <laughs> you hand it to the dog. You know what I mean? You just yeah. like like. Oh, that's funny. But it's fun. But it's fun playing the new songs, right? Oh, now. it's been yeah. super fun. But I'm still, you know, we're still. Or at least I can only speak for myself, but I'm in my head as far as like I I want it like the the other ones are just second nature at this point. And yeah. It's like if I mess it up, I mess it up because I'm having too good a time. These ones I mess up because I'm like 
thinking about it. You yeah. know what I mean? But 2018 was the last record before the live record. Yeah, wow, yeah. Okay. Fight the good fight. And yeah. and this record, I mean, we've been saying that you know our four records are basically, if you look at it as going on a date with someone, the first record is kind of a party record. When you go on your first date with someone, you don't tell them all your deep, deepest secrets. You know. True. Second record, second date. You know, by the fourth record. We've slowly been, you know, giving more and more, um, telling more and more of, you know, my story. Yeah. But this record is really, I really tell my story on this record, which, so we're like in a full blown relationship, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. with everyone. Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're letting them, I, I'm letting people in. This is the most personal one for you. More than I ever have. Yeah. Because our well, other records, is, yeah. our other records, uh, the stuff that, you know, I've written, I've made it about other people so for example she got arrested i made that about somebody else that didn't happen to me that's her jenny yeah. drinks oh i'm not jenny that's somebody else <laughs> yeah. um easy on you is another song i, I wrote about uh, telling somebody else's story i a lot um, good things i wrote from first person and i it's, it's a little like snippet into kind of i was having a hard time yeah. uh or in a, a little Unveiling. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Now it's just like. But now, it's yeah. All you, yeah. Now I'm I'm not hiding behind it other people's good. stories. Does it feel scary too? Yeah, no. It feels it feels it feels uh, therapeutic and it feels necessary and it feels nice to be able to in freeing to just be able to tell my story without um, without and own it and yeah. and and just yeah and just be authentic about it. It feels like there's a release. For yeah, sure. you, do you feel like the documentary helped kind of show a light on your life and that kind of? Yeah, absolutely. Doing yeah. the doing the documentary as we were doing it and looking at old pictures and just going through it and having Kerslick, um take all of the mess that I feel is my life and sort of make sense of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I haven't really told my story. Yeah. You know, I haven't. I've been keeping me really, really close to the chest. Mm -hmm. um, as and um, so doing that process yeah it really helped me in the writing of this record and we had so many songs that didn't make the record because it didn't tell my story and i really wanted to tell my story on this album that's awesome and were you guys working during the pandemic like total lockdown yes yeah that's why we built like the twins are amateur construction like we, we <laughs> yeah, do construction well we so we basically had our back room which was our practice oh, room the same area. yeah yeah and it was our practice room but we Perfect. were like we need to like be able to record music here because everyone's locked down and isolated so like you Crazy, guys man. talk about how you did that so, so yeah we spent like maybe a month or two building actual like studio racks to put the gear in building tables pretty much tiny housing our little room we had it's cool treating the walls putting ceiling clouds up just to make it sound good and we somehow pulled it off you know youtube videos I was gonna ask you youtube that. videos helps you pull it off that. you watch youtube videos yeah oh you got it like yeah. they were like looking at how to drill a hole <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because well, we it's not hole, handyman too we needed to put okay. a hole in the wall from the live room to the garage side because we were trying to isolate the amps ah. we needed to run mic cables and speaker cables so we bought something that drills a hole for dryer vents Ah, yeah, I would have never thought of that. <laughs> it, totally, it totally worked. It totally dude. I'm the worst like handyman person. Yeah. Man. Well, if it, you need a dryer vent drilled. We have the tools okay, for it. <laughs> I've seen some home improvement stuff on yeah, your page. I, you guys I've been are hanging out with the people while they do it and learning yeah. things and getting a little dirty. My wife's like, 
oh my god, all of a sudden you became a man of a couple months, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, I, I can't cook either. I'm the worst. I'm no, the worst, it's yeah. fascinating though. I mean, how how to build stuff like when you get in the weeds of it. And, and when we were building, I have so much respect for people that do that. I mean, yeah. So, so my whole life has been bringing mobile studios on tour, setting them up yeah. in dressing rooms, and and so like building my own like spot was really like kind of a mind thing because I was like, it's got to be simple but like i want to have all of this and then like so we're working on it and i'm like we're gonna just keep it super bare bones and the next thing you know i'm looking at the walls and i'm like you know some nice like khaki fabric might look good over khaki here fabric. <laughs> yeah. so i go to joanne's fabrics online he's locked down they, oh, they yeah. still were closed they, they're sending me rolls of fabric and i'm just fingers crossed that it's gonna look good and then it shows up and you're like all right twins get the staple guns out and we're just like Staple gunning fabric on the wall. And the next wow. thing you know, it's just like, it's done. And we're ready to kind of like make this record. And, uh, and we got, and it was just very insular in that way because, you know, it was just us in there. And, uh, what year was that? 2020? It or? was like the, uh, it was, it was the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021 when wow. there was like that other surge and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It was like wild Full times, lockdown. dude. Oh my God, man. Yeah, I don't want to think about that for this year. But yeah, we I hope it doesn't happen again. We had to wait in line at Home Depot outside because oh, they, yeah, they yeah. were only letting a few people in at a time. Me and Jess were there, just like all right. Yeah, getting lumber. Yeah, yeah. And it was hard to get lumber too during that time too. Yeah, it was all, hard every, to get anything. It was wild. Yeah. I mean, she was so stressed. But the thing about making a record under those circumstances is you don't know if you're ever going to go on tour again. Yeah. You don't know when it's going to come out. So it didn't matter. So we could really just like... Be free and be just right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like there was a freedom there that was like... There wasn't a time pressure. Like even if you don't feel like singing, you have to get in there and sing right now. Yeah. I like that. It was just whenever I felt like it. And a lot of the times it was... I'm I'm a lifelong insomniac. And I, I my days and nights have always been reversed really? since the day I was born pretty much. So I get my second wind around midnight one two in the morning wow. i get really wide awake so around my second wind kevin would make some coffee like 2 a.m coffee at 2 a.m hell yeah coffee at 2 a.m <laughs> yeah oh i just quit coffee two weeks ago to talk about that okay so yeah. so I th so that felt like uh, that was really good for me to feel relaxed and to, to do it when i wanted to do it and it was just kevin and i in the room you know yeah and That's just nice man. like we were talking about when we first came in here it's, it's a small room the air conditioning couldn't run while we were doing okay. vocals because everything's in one room so, so it sweaty. would get up to 85 in that room or even hot, hot. i thought it got hotter well, than i think that. it got to like 90 one time in the room because we have all that gear in there so the preamps are warm but it's so bad for the gear so we were like on this teeter-totter of like okay i sometimes i'd be like all right let's take 10 we're gonna open the door yeah. and just let in. some fresh air and run the ac for like 10 minutes and then we're gonna get back Super to it DIY. but, yeah. but yeah. yeah and also when we were cutting the live tracks it was jesse justin and i in the room playing live with our amps isolated in the next room and it's like as soon as three dudes are in a room playing music so with hot. no ac yeah. it gets super hot super quick so we'd be like all right, after take three, we're like, oh, do we have it? Like, I think we got it. Or after, no, after each take, you turn the AC on, they turn their fans the on. The cymbals would barely stop decaying, and we're like, get the AC back on. <laughs> <laughs> Justin brought in this little, like, fan, and it was so funny because we were doing takes, and I was engineering, so I'd be like, okay, we finished that take. I got to make a new playlist and get ready to record the next one. It takes me about 40 seconds, right, which is yeah. pretty quick. In that 40 seconds, <laughs> I would watch him, like, get a towel and, like, dry his arms off, put on a little fan, get in front Turn of him. Turn the I'm AC like, on. And I was just like, the <laughs> amount of effort you're putting into putting this fan on you right now, you're, you're using more energy. <laughs> it was hilarious. Do you guys though. feel you were more creative, too, during the lockdown? I feel that, for me, I, I don't work that well under time 
pre- constraints. Yeah. I get very nervous when there's time involved. Like yeah. Especially you have lyrics too. Lyrics. And so you can't just make them. So nah. I think for this, I, I would write lyrics and um, Kevin and I did something that we've never done before. And that's, you know, we would have the song um, pretty much done or lyrically, but then we would get on our bikes on there's a couple of the lines that we felt that we could beat. Um, but we were stuck on and we would just get on our bikes and ride around town and shout lyric ideas back and forth to try and beat those lines. That's and yeah. I, I think that we did that on almost every song. Let's see if we can beat any of these lines by taking our going on our bike rides. And we wrote a lot of stuff in some of the songs, especially like verses and stuff. Some of the we songs like, we, we threw out verses because uh, the bike ride gave us a whole new verses. Yeah. yeah it was cool, weird. Man. You get in a totally different mental space. Like yeah. the least creative thing for me is like, walking into a room with like a piece of paper thinking I need to write lyrics right now. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, like you want to force it, you man. want it to kind of, or at least you need some sort of momentum to kickstart everything. And like, it's, uh, you know, it so. would really help. I'm, I want to always write lyrics on a bike. I feel that it's I'm a new the, thing now for you. Come, yeah, yeah, I yeah. really feel that my best lyrics came from just <laughs> being so on that bike. Cool. I think so too. And that would never happen if it wasn't for the lockdown. hundred percent. hundred percent. Weird necessity is the mother of invention. Out. You know? Yeah. It was crazy how mu- music was like the lowest of the essential ladder. Like I feel like nobody was talking about when's going to be shows again. When's this going to happen again? Like nobody really talked about music and how powerful it is and how it connects people and heals people. Yeah, I was just waiting for like to play the first show. You know what I mean? Then playing the first show, I was like, this is kind of weird, but <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's back. It's like now it's like over and everybody's touring. It's yeah. so it's crazy. It's right wild, now. dude. Our it, first show back was so crazy. I've I have never seen us so n- more nervous no, ever. Where was it at? It was at a baseball stadium in Dallas. <laughs> Jesus. At least it's outside, though. Oh, yeah, well, actually, and you're in Texas. No. It was Those actually indoors. one that had a roof. Oh, shit. But, it, but a baseball stadium with a roof might as well be outside. And, and so we went from being in our houses, being locked down, not being around anyone, completely isolating, of course, because we want to make sure that we're super healthy and everything. So being completely isolated, being just in your house for so long, Yo. and then being on a stage in front of how many people? I mean... There was it was thousands and thousands and thousands of people. A stadium, every a stadium, night. a full stadium. It was like yeah. your first it was, show in two years almost. It, yeah. it, it was it was a it was a dream. It was amazing. <laughs> it was, but it was definitely so surreal because wow. you can't believe that you know you just got to dust off the cobwebs. <laughs> yeah, it took you out of like yeah and just put you there. Yeah, and we've been first to four it's on two like, extremes, you know. Yeah, we've been first to four on like club shows where you're like, wow, there's only like ten people here. So like, do the yeah, math on being first that. to four in a stadium. With the first day we walked out, we were still like, oh my gosh, this place is like over halfway at capacity, Damn. which is like over twenty thousand people are here already. Like we were. Was yeah. it a radio we show? Was, you guys played. It was with? Green Day, uh, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy. That's amazing. Yeah, the I hell, remember that tour. That's yeah, right. yeah, and it was twenty shows. We went out there, and that was a crazy fun tour. Every it, night they had fireworks. They ended the night with fireworks. That's cool. Lots right? of concussions. Lots of yeah. It was. It was concussions. Like 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 you know the explosions on oh, stage. Yeah, 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 yeah the explosions. Lots of. Fanfare, Fire like and it was. It, it was. Yeah. It was. That's, that's a cool. That's a cool first tour back. It was. It was really awesome. You guys in your little bubbles too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We were all bubbled up. Yeah, we were all bubbled up. <laughs> yeah. Crazy man. It was wild. So um, this record comes out August fifth, and I uh, and the Miri guys played on uh, Camel. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And the other, there's a bunch of other songs I listened to. I listened. To, you sent me the record a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And you guys have like five songs that are already out right now, all right? A couple songs that um, are out. I think there's four. Live. Anything was better? Yeah. Yeah, As yeah. We Live. As We Live, Jailbird, Jailbird, and In the Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all awesome, man. They're all fucking 
Thank you. It's Thank so you. positive. It makes you happy. It makes you want to dance. It's like, I don't know. I've heard you guys before. I didn't saw you guys before, but then you sent me the record. I was just like, I don't know. It just feels nice to hear something. I don't know. Upbeat and nice. And I don't know. It's it's like kind of like from the got positive vibe from the ashes of the pain. There's this uh, that that was the thing I noticed with Amy's lyrics on this one is like she's addressing some really heavy topics, but there's this air of like gratitude and like forgiveness and joy that comes through mm. having experienced all of this horrible stuff. Strength. It's like a strength. Yeah. yeah. And and so um, that means a lot to hear you say that. It, yeah. And feel the you. positive vibes because that's what music is. It's it, it's the best medicine in the world. It heals it really all is. of yeah. us, you know? It's th- saved my life a million times. And then talking about depression on your social media, that was huge too. I was like, it was powerful. Thank you. Yeah, it was not, it's not easy for me to be, to open up. It's all, I've always been a very private person and I've always uh, just kept a lot of me hidden i guess yeah. just to protect myself i think it's just an act of preservation and protection yeah but you know during the pandemic uh, if i could talk about the tms yes yes during the pandemic is when i did the tms um treatment in yeah. that uh for depression magnets stimulate the brain and stuff right yeah so it. they yeah. take uh, there's a little piece part of the brain that can that they found in a hundred thousand brains that they studied there's a little dark spot that doesn't light up it doesn't get stimulation and they noticed that that was a sort of common theme to the people with major depressive disorder why is this part of the brain not lighting up yeah so the tms lights up that part of the brain and when i went to um the reason i'm open to talking about depression now is because i really feel that even though i have good days and bad days the the severity of my depression is is um much uh my condition has been much improved Okay. And because of that, I'm able to talk about it. So when I went, when I, uh, when I, and I'm hoping that me talking about it can help, uh, help other people sure. because when I went, um, they have you give us a, a scale of your depression between one and 10, 10 being you are actively, uh, thinking about, uh, ending your life. So when I went, I had been a 10 for a really long time. I'd been a 10 for as long as I could remember. I was always a 10. Yeah. And, then uh, I just kind of thought that that's how life. My, I just thought because of the life that I've had, I just thought that's just uh, uh, that's just something that I'm gonna have to deal with my whole life. That's your life, yeah. And that I I never thought that there. I'd been on many many antidepressants, but nothing really helped me. Yeah. Maybe well, some it would help me for like a short period of time, but then I would always sort of my default was always a ten. Like I always was just really really depressed. It's yeah. just as a way of life. After the TMS and after doing it for weeks, I, I, one day I went and I was a nine and a nine was like, you, you did don't, they, did they rate you that way? They rate you. Okay. Well, no, there's a, there's, they, they, it's like a questionnaire. It's a questionnaire. Right? questionnaire. Yeah. So you rate yourself by looking at okay. what that means. Gotcha. A nine is that you don't, you don't really see the point of life. You don't really want to live, but you're not actively trying to come up with ways to kill yourself. Gotcha. So I was a nine and I wasn't thinking about, those sorts of things. I was like, well, I don't want to live, but I guess I'm not going to like do anything about it. But so I was a nine after about a couple of weeks and I thought, well, you know what? If I'm just a nine, that's cool. And I became an eight and I, I told the doctor, I was like, you know what? If I'm just an eight, which is basically, um, almost, almost, it's still, you're still really depressed, but yeah. you're, you're, you're not 
actively wanting to die or think about it every single second of every day, basically. I mean, wow. it's not too far it's from fun. nine, but yeah. I told the doctor, I was like, yo, if I am just an eight for the rest of my life, this is a successful mission. This is amazing. And I think I'm going to have a much better quality of life just being an eight because I didn't think it could really get any better than that. And I even told him, he, he, he said to me, I think we can get you down to a one or a two. And I, he's like looking at your file, looking at everything we know about you. I yeah. think that we could do it. And I laughed at him. I told him that that was the <laughs> most ridiculous thing. And if he had actually knew anything about my life, you know, he'd know that that maybe for other people, but not for me. Yeah. I was very skeptical, but I kept going. I went every single day. And at the end of the six weeks, I was a two. I was a solid two. Wow, man. And Wild. a two is when you wake up in the morning and you are so happy to be alive. And you are so grateful for for everything in your life. And you can't wait to wake up and start your day and see all the adventurous, amazing things that could happen. It's beautiful. So I've been a two ever since then. Uh, do you know, you know, Mr. Dates and Times? Yeah, that was <laughs> that was probably like February of 2021. Like, awesome. right, yeah. So early. So, grads, so I have good days and bad days. I'll have a two or three or a four. Yeah. But my default is a two like I wake up every day and I'm I am so stoked I get another day I have never and I, I can't emphasize this enough never in my entire life ever woke up in the morning and was happy to wake up every day since I was a little girl I woke up going another day wow, like I can't and every day praying like to not wake up the next day I never not had that I've always yeah. couldn't it's heavy and I looked at life as, I looked at life as doing time. Like so this was some sort of cosmic punishment. Jeez. And now I look at it as a celebration. And that song, As We Live, is sort mm -hmm. of a celebration of that, of me being excited about being alive. Yeah. Um, but I, I looked at Kevin, and as much as I love Kevin, I looked at Kevin as we are, uh, is like sort of like my person that i that i've chosen my partner i've chosen to do this time with like we're just doing time to <laughs> like down like yeah. yeah like you know you're we're going to make the both the best of this uh cosmic punishment you know wow and and um and i love kevin with all my heart and it, but now since i am a two and my brain is stimulated in the right places I wake up and I look at Kevin and I'm like, I can't wait to see what kind of adventures we can have together and That's amazing, all of the, the the beautiful memories we can make. And I'm it's it's it really truly feels like a rebirth. It's like I'm living for the first time, you know. That's amazing. It's beautiful. And congrats. Thank you. Which I mean, is why I can talk about the depression yeah. and because I feel I've come on the other end and which is why I could on this record be so vulnerable and open up about so many things I've hidden for so long because, you know, like I, I said, I was drowning. I couldn't talk. I couldn't tell people that I didn't know how to swim. I couldn't tell people that I, until I got to shore, dried off, looked back and said, okay, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm well enough to talk about it now. It's going to yeah. help so many people. You know, it's going to really help you hope first so. and foremost, but it's going to help so many people just talking about on here and the record, you know. It's crazy because I look at you and I see this guy and these guys and the band, the music you make and the life you live. And from the outside, it's like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. But you don't think what people are really going through. You know, you can't really yeah. inside here. And it's it's really powerful because it's like you could talk to anybody. Do, do you guys talk about things during the whole course of 
up the things you're going through you kept oh, them all yeah. just to you oh no I just, Kevin knows yeah, that Kevin, Kevin knows yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, been, we've been married Kevin almost, knows me better than I know almost myself almost nine years <laughs> shout out to you man yeah we've been together 12 almost 13 yeah. years. And we've I'm been together a long time I'm so, so yeah. grateful he stuck with me through all of the years yeah, of not Kevin. wanting to live I can't imagine and I, I it breaks That's my hard. it heavy. breaks my heart that he had to, his partner didn't want to live I couldn't imagine and now I mean it's almost like we get a whole new relation yeah. a whole new rela- start Reborn. to a relationship mm-hmm. yeah and even with like this band too, like the beginning years of how we approached what we do versus how we approach it now is all changed. I think is, you can feel well. a different energy move. Yeah, energy that drives. that kind of like gratitude has kind of just b- like I mean we've always been super grateful to do what we've we do. We've always been very grateful. But now it is the fuel that's in the tank is the gratitude, and it's yeah. like because you know how it is on tour, man. It's super easy to be like, oh gosh, where's the bathroom? Oh no, yeah. like what? what, what well, and that's catering, catering, yeah, or yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But 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 like, that's the thing about a major depressive disorder. That's the thing about depression. It doesn't really have to do with your circumstances. Yeah, you could be have all of the most amazing circumstances of the world and be super grateful for it. But there's something in your brain like that's chemical, happening yeah. that yeah. you can't explain to anyone you can't fix it you don't know and and you feel it's so it's so profoundly lonely because you know that there's all of these things that should be making you happy and yet there's something wrong you know that must be hard too like how come how come this can't all fulfill you know like my heart and my love and everything but it's something yeah you you grew up things happen who knew that magnets dude (sighs) magnets crazy would make me so stoked. Is, <laughs> it, is it is it scary process the magnets and stuff? Was it so? At first, it it was for sure because it's a a, a little you posted a picture right of the mat. Yeah, 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 you put a little helmet on and it's it's a little woodpecker kind of fa- type feeling where it's like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on your brain. And in the beginning, they sort of kind of have to dial it in. And at first, like the first couple of days, you know, they're dialing it in. And when I would get home, my hand would start doing you know stuff like that mm. so i thought oh no this is so i went back and i'm like hey is my hand supposed to be uh shaking when i'm at home and they're like oh no we'll just adjust it a little bit and then it never happened again wow. so uh, you're messing with the brain which is yeah. like a mystery you know? yeah like, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt it's a little take a little tylenol a little ibuprofen or whatever it can kind of take the edge off this the uncomfortableness of it but how many times you done it so every you do every day for six weeks. You take a day a week off. I mean oh, a day wow. off a week. Yeah, you take like I think Sundays so six off, days a yeah. week for six weeks. Wow. Yeah. And um, it worked. It's working. You're yeah. Too. That's. And here's the thing: is that they say that a lot of the time after two, three, four years, you go you go back for a tune up. So you don't have okay. to go back for as long, but you go back and yeah. you stimulate that part of the brain. And it kind of gives a a little tune up. So I'm always. Oh, I'm always checking in with myself. I'm like, am I still a two today? Because yeah. if I start creeping up three, four, five, six, I'm gonna call the doctor and be like, I need a tune up. So they say it happens after a couple of years, but I'm gonna keep an eye on it. You know, and, it, and it's so. Um, hope is the most amazing gift in the world because what you this hope? is hope. Yeah. Because I was so hopeless for so long. Now the fact that I have a tool that I, if I do start feeling that 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 um, that d- deep despair creep into my life in my mind i know that there's a phone number i can call there's a place i can go there's a tool there's something i can do that will get me back on track so you know works yeah that i know works yeah and it's not pills it's actually going to get treatment exactly and the thing is is that my insurance covered it 100 percent. sick because um basically if you've had a history of trying antidepressants over the course of i don't know how many years years, like five years if you've tried x amount of antidepressants then your insurance uh, covers it 100%. I mean, mine that, did. That's great to know. It can cover yeah. it 100%. So, yeah. 
You want to shout your insurance company or no? <laughs> Blue Shield. Was, was I got Blue Shield too. I got Blue Shield. Oh, I didn't know that. I got Blue Shield too. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you guys. So we got three brothers in the band. I have. I have my. I was in the band with my brother for twenty years. Um. Obviously, I have like a list of like all the bands who have brothers in them. I try to figure out. Oh, nice. Not just the Jonas Brothers or Hanson. Uh, Sick of It All, Youth Brigade, you guys, um, Jackson 5, NXS, Good Charlotte, Beach Boys, Devo, ACDC, Van Halen, the Bee Gees, Kings of Leon. Pretty good, right? Seven That's seconds. Really good. Seven seconds, yes, Steve Youth. Ooh, you like seven seconds? <laughs> we, yeah, we one of our them. first tours. I love, love you guys more yeah. now. It's my favorite yeah. band we, in the whole world. It, yeah. We love them like family. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, Kevin. Absolutely. Yeah. I just saw him play with Circle Jerks. His voice was like a fucking angel. Yeah. It sounded so good, all those songs. That Big influence. Awesome. It's a great tour, yeah. Dude. Um, yeah, they were instant instant family. Yeah, they took us out really early on. Us, before yeah. our, I, I don't even think our first record was out. Or my, it just right came out. It was right so after our first record. So you're stoked to have them. Now they're back. It's so exciting they're, to see them playing. I know, yeah. Kevin was bummed about it. You know what I mean? It's great to see him back. It's great yeah. to see him back. So obviously you guys bicker. It's a family, right? Like We actually not, don't, which is really? weird. Really? Uh, we got it all out of the way pretty early on. Okay, respect. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We know each other so well at this point. I mean, I, we, I, you guys are perfect. We have disagreements for yeah. sure, but like it, we don't like... Um, but the twins don't... I mean, it's very, Wait. very... I love they call you the twins. Man. Wait, here's one. Very here's rare. one. The twins, when the twins get into it, that's the funniest. That's the funniest. That's, that's when we go... And when they, if the they names are Justin and Jesse, everybody listening. Je- Justin that. and Jesse sometimes, yeah. and it's always about the same thing. Are you ready for what it's about? Yes. Sound checks in an hour, and we still haven't decided where we're going to go, like, get food and i'm really hangry and then <laughs> they're like angry. and they're like dude like we got we got to figure out like it's and then we're always like well, we always we, we call th- it a twin fight but it's not a fight they're yeah. just like hey man like are you done there on your laptop like let's go get some food like it's, yeah it's really small stuff That's it is but we when they do if there is any rare moment where they disagree kevin and i just start laughing so hard because it's so funny it's so rare <laughs> it doesn't last long right it's no quick. no i mean even for all of us like you know there's <laughs> we get out the popcorn we're just like <laughs> we don't yeah we don't fight like that if we disagree agree on something creatively the trick is to just understand where the other person is coming from and hopefully find that middle ground and we always kind of agree in the end it's weird Mm. it's like this there's a weird thing that happens where it's like you understand why we want to do this thing you don't want to do right and it's everyone's always like yeah i do and it's and that goes both about not yell about yeah no it goes both ways and like yeah in the early days like maybe there was a little bit too much Jameson. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's a whole other thing, dude. Are you guys all sober now? Um, so I haven't drank in almost seven years. Seven years in like yeah. a couple weeks. And that, but that, and that changes the the eco- ecosystem yeah. of yes. our whole thing because we all all used to just get hammered, and now uh-huh. it's like a very we like. Used to finish a bottle of Jameson before going. Up. No, each person before yeah. you guys performed. Before we performed. Yeah. You too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I would wow. have, I would, I would have a bottle. Like how I'm drink a lot. We drank a lot. You'd, you'd be buzzing while you're performing. Oh, oh. every single time. Was, was that cool? for nerves? That helped you nerves? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and just, just, just all around. Because you wanted to party. Yeah. Just, but you know what? We were young and dumb. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, we would have a bottle of Jameson before we went on and a bottle of Jameson after we went on. Wow. And I don't know how we lived. We played too fast. And we played way too fast. Did you guys go back and watch videos from back then? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do Actually, that. do you know what's so funny? We played some shows together. Like, we went to Europe for like four weeks or yeah. something. Right? It's like about Same four weeks. And it was the Six. gnarliest. It was the, gnar- <laughs> it was the gnarliest tour. No, no, 15. 15, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Gnarliest tour we've ever done as Twins far as like partying and drinking. And also, it was the one where like we actually did fight. You know, like mm. we had like days where we weren't talking. And like, I remember there was like one point when I like 
tried to knock. The twins were staying in this bunk bed in this band oh flat. I tried to knock over their bunk bed. I threw Amy's donor kebab Dude, at them. Dude, he threw my only dinner. I was so like hungry. I was about kebab. to eat. I was about yeah. to eat my 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 dinner, and Kevin threw it at Dude, the twins. Dude, I was so upset. And everything was closed. I'm still. Oh yeah, late night in Europe. Yeah, so yeah. Starving. And, we were, and look, it was like three in the morning, and I was so hammered. <laughs> and we had a really toxic tour manager that I was just wanted to have a conversation about. And the twins were like, "We're tired. We're going to bed." And I'm like, "We have to talk about this right now." Mm. And then I got really upset and I started screaming you guys never listen to me what I didn't know was was there's, <laughs> and a, he threw my dinner. there's a band called Teenage Bottle Rocket that <laughs> yes. was also in town they were staying on the floor right above us and they heard the beef and they were like uh, the, dude Ray has told me that like with the covers up just like with their eyes like are you hearing this <laughs> and then we go to do Warp Tour like a year later and Ray was like yeah man that was a heavy night like we heard Amy screaming and I was like oh that was me bro <laughs> no he, he goes no he said we heard Amy screaming you guys never listen to me I was like dude that was me but anyways yeah so like yeah i was quiet just trying to pick my dinner off the twins beds i know (laughs) that was also one of those things where then like after a day or two we realized what it was actually about and we got on the same page like okay yeah we understand we haven't fought like that since that tour were like the best yeah 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 did you all kind of stop drinking and partying together yeah i mean well here's the thing when she stopped we were all like okay we're not gonna drink like before we go on stage it's not gonna be the habit of like this band we're not gonna everyone's gonna be super clear-headed like when we play Yeah, no one drinks before stage now and now and also everyone takes just the you know the getting ready and the warming up super serious and now it's like at a point where like if someone wants to have a couple beers after the show or whatever but it's just like also we check in with each other and and make sure that the vibes are good you know seems like a very loving unit you guys like there's like you care about each other, your family, you know what I mean? Look oh, oh 100%. Other. If some guy's like having a rough one or falling off, you say something to him and, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. There's a lot of love. And even and respect. Yeah, respect. And yeah. our like touring party, like our crew that we've had just for, like, we love these guys like family, all of them and our everybody in our team. It, it is a family and it's just been, yeah. So we're lucky. But yeah, definitely like her, you know, stopping drinking inspired us to new levels because we saw this led by example it it was a hundred percent leading by example and it's like we can't walk up there and like not give it all we got you know what i mean yeah oh for sure i would that would not be that would well i think there was maybe a show or two that you guys drank when i didn't and i would you know oh right at the beginning in the very very bother you then yeah and i was like well i'm I'm not doing it and I, I'm picking out all of the things that are wrong with what you guys did and you I know for a fact you wouldn't have made those those mistakes those simple mistakes had you been sober yeah mm. I remember that no no that was those uh like yeah like it was we, just right in the beginning it was just the beginning and I didn't ask them to not drink but they probably didn't ever want to hear that from me again <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. you give me a reason to so you know. guys, when you were drinking, you weren't really noticing if, if you weren't tight or a fuck up because you were. Yeah. Buzzing, also, yeah. we all want to be operating at the same vibes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's a respect. It's a respect thing too that they that they. I feel feel that they respect me to not yeah. to do that. I didn't ask them to not do it, but I think it's really cool that they don't. When, when did this band become something we like? Okay, this is our career. This is what we do. Only doing this band. Was there a moment? Was there a record? Was one of the songs on the radio? Was we all committed to uh, it, but go ahead. Well, yeah. I was just gonna say, I think it's still pretty recent because even going, <laughs> going back to like 2017, 2018, we're still being roadies for other bands. Yeah, yeah, I was so gonna ask you what your I last real job was, but kind of for me, I think it was kerosene actually, like getting on the radio, yeah, and kind of our crowd getting a little bigger and playing bigger shows, yeah. For me, it was a game changer. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. It's yeah. like I will still guitar tech if someone is looking for. No, I love that. <laughs> I, no, I love that. I love that. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, that's the thing is we definitely committed early on, but it was like a struggle to like obviously like keep the bills paid. But luckily, yeah. we all had the same common goal in mind, and we were like, yo, whatever money this band makes, we're going to put into us being able to keep doing it. And then in put the off time, in, yeah. I would engineer for other bands and record records for yeah. other bands and try to like keep the, like if we were like, didn't have enough for our van payment one month, I'd be like, all right, I'll cover like uh, what I can't. It was just, Team player. It, yeah. And that's kind of how mean, we've we, always been. We slept in the same room, all of us. Forever. For, for, with our merch guy driver. For, for a very long time. Oh, like one hotel room you mean? One yeah, hotel yeah, room with get us. Two beds. Me and Amy get a bed. I love it, man. Jesse, Justin get a bed. And then our merch dude would sleep in the bathtub or like on a rollaway or like on the floor. Blow so, mattress. Yeah. So yeah, five of us to a room every night doing many, many, many yeah. tours like that. And then Europe, we would stay in the dressing room. You ever done those gigs where they yeah. like pull a curtain yeah. and there's bunk beds in or the dressing like room? Or a squat or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've done all that. Uh, yeah. yeah. And Thank it's like, dues. you know, you have to because uh, it, early on, touring's expensive, man. Like, it is. You have to I drank through a lot of those years. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, by the time it got like, uh, you know, a little more comfortable, it's like you know. But then that makes you want to work even harder when it yeah. gets when you get those opportunities. You know, we can and we appreciate what we have in with a depth that yeah. we wouldn't appreciate if we if it was handed to us. Yeah, it's true. And you and you you were on a bunch of stuff like you did Jimmy Cliff plus Forty Four. Yeah, you know, well, Transplants, Machine Gun Kelly, Boss Tones, all kinds of stuff with Tim, right? Like yeah, yeah. Engineering, uh, programming, mixing, all that stuff. All right? that, yeah. Like so, even right after the Transplants, like Tim has a studio. You know, Travis has a studio. I'd yeah. go back and forth and just work with whoever they were working with, engineering, and I got to work on so many great records. I mean, doing that Jimmy Cliff record with Tim, uh, you know, engineering and mixing. It was like that Grammy or something for that. Yeah, too. I mean, as uh, I mean, I mean, honestly as it kind of should have because like that's like two legends meeting up it's crazy you got man. a legendary producer songwriter tim and then legendary yeah. singer jimmy cliff and the record that those dudes like conceptualized and made together it's a masterpiece. I love is that. A, yeah, it's we still listen man. to that all the time yeah, too, yeah. it's one of my favorite records yeah what did you do with machine gun kelly uh i played it depended on the song really like i'll play keyboards was it guitar was it or the more no the stuff. more the ones that travis oh, was okay, producing okay. with him yeah so probably but only in the last like since 2020 yeah and the yeah. boston's record was great the last record was awesome yeah man i was stoked to be part of that that was cool really fun yeah. you guys played with them before obviously yeah they took us out on our first record too that we did the hometown throwdown before we had a record yeah out, we did that before yeah. too the boston one yeah. so good man and now every time we go to boston dude it's just like everyone's so it cool it feels like a homecoming you guys show. have good shows out there right yeah because yeah. yeah. we also toured with dropkick oh we, yeah our, we toured with yeah we yeah so we've been lucky there was like this well there's like old school new york uh, boston rivalry with the yankees and the red sox for sure we opened for the dropkicks once in boston the whole crowd was chanting out oh, fuck the yankees at us and i was like i don't even like sports i don't even fuck <laughs> Hey, I'm <laughs> same, same. It was scary though. It was, it was a little scary. Yeah, they wow. take it serious. Over they there. really take it serious. Wow. Um, <laughs> you guys seem like a, you guys are all consider yourself kind of optimists. You seem like positive people. Yeah. Try, you yeah, got but it's it. really easy to get pessimistic. Too. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah. I'm 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 optimistic about um about the ability to get through something. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not optimistic that no shit is gonna come at me. Yeah. Or that yeah. the world isn't you know just a disaster but i'm optimistic that we can get through we things. can find a way we can find out a way it. Yeah. It. sounds like you're a realist kind of i don't know some people, my wife says she's a realist i don't know you're like in between you know yeah i mean I, I like i said i have good days and bad days some days i you know turn on the news and oh, i turn man. it immediately off and I'm news like, <laughs> <horrendous>. yeah. <laughs> because yeah the news is you know horrendous. it can make you feel pretty it could it could ruin your day it can make you feel pessimistic about things but i just think we gotta we gotta fight 
we got to fight to keep our sanity and yeah. strong mental health and to try and um, be optimistic and yeah. try and find the good and try and, you know, just I do think what it's, we can to move it all forward, you know, and yeah. yeah, you guys are doing, you're making people dance, making people smile, you know what I mean? You guys are doing your part. Well, Thank you. Thank I you. mean, I, d- I do like to dance and I do like to <laughs> smile. <laughs> <laughs> what about the twins? You guys are pretty palsy. Uh, yeah. yeah well, like I said, it's easy to get pessimistic. Yeah. Cautious, about, about what kind of things? Optimistic. Just life. Cautiously right? optimistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the twins are al- always good vibes. Yeah, they got good energy over I could, there. I never really see them like get go, mad. go too far down the, yeah. the, the, the you know. The negative rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. It's hard with the internet, too. Also, that kind of energy can ruin, you know, a room. Yeah. yeah. 100%. We're like, really careful about our energy that we bring around people. Yeah. You know, we're not, because we're all in such a short, um, in such small spaces together. Yeah. We try and be respectful and make sure that the energy we're bringing into the room isn't going to be dragging other people down or, like, bumming other people out. Just, you know, I and love if, that, man. Otherwise, we'll remove ourselves and collect ourselves so that we're not having everybody be... Um, affected by what we're going through. Yeah. I love that, man. You guys are like very respectful of each other. We we got it. I mean, obviously everyone has b- good days and bad days, but like it's about raising the vibrations. What are you yeah, gonna- we learn from all the people that we've toured with. So yeah. like going on the road with Rancid early in our career, huge inspiration and the way they treat their crew, the way they yeah. operate. Yeah. Just yeah. Off stage. Fully family vibe. I think that's yeah. the thing about all a lot of bands that came up in punk rock. Like, you know, from Rancid to Green Day to the Boston to the Dropkick Murphys, all these bands have taken us out seven seconds. Like, there's no like like rock stars. Everyone's yeah. kind of like all for one, all one equal. for all. You know yeah. what I mean? I love that. The Boston's yeah. taught us that too. They took us out in '96, just showing how to treat each other, treat the opening bands, yep. sharing yeah. the catering with us, being on time, yeah. doing an actual sound check. Because we we're like, they're like in a bus, we we're in a van, we we're always like pulling up almost late. And oh, I know. Yeah, Dickie yeah, would scold sure. us. You know what I mean? Like, just be more professional and. They really helped us out with that, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, that, and that's a big crew to run, the Boston's, man. There's so many members and yeah. crew and moving parts. and For sure. They really they really taught us a lot and took us under their wing and treated us like family. Yeah. You, what are some of your influences now? Do you guys listen to new stuff? Any new bands or? I mean, I, I'm, I'm a fan of just good songwriting. Yeah. So I love Leonard Cohen. I love mm-hmm. Brandy Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle, yeah. I, oh, so good, yeah. You know, I just, I really... I is she still making music too? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. her last crushing. record it it's it came out probably in the wow. last what, like eight months and she did like SNL. Oh that's right, they, I saw yeah, it. that's right. So killer, like. But yeah, what, what about? I mean, we're always me and Justin are always guilty of going backwards. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. We like when you know when you find a band like Rancid early on, you're like, wow, they're great. Who who are their influences? I and love that man. Backwards. And then you find the Ramones, and you're like, that's awesome. Who were their influences? Yeah. And you just keep keep moving backwards. Then it's Shangri La's, yeah. And then yeah. You so keep it's new to in. us. It's not new music. Yeah. But fi- I I'm a big fan of finding new old music. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I like how Kate Bush is super huge now from Stranger Things. Yeah. 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 And how like. My sons, it's just people telling me about it. And I saw this UFC fight, this young fighter came out. So I'm like, he had to watch Stranger Things. But I, I read that she's making like 250,000 pounds a week or something. She's making like almost half a million a week she's, since it came out. Wow. And like she lives in England. She got kids. And wow. It's incredible. Good for her. Yeah, I good know for it's her. incredible, I the mean, power. And she owned it. She wrote it. Everything that song's produced all by her. Oh, that's beautiful. So it's just hers. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Oh man. So and cool. I love that song and I remember it so much. But then seeing it on that show it just it was perfect. No, that's it just awesome. changed everything for them, you know? I mean we had we had uh 
we've had similar things where we've gotten a song like in a show or yeah, like a commercial or something and like it's the same thing where people come up to us and that's how they discovered us you know mm. and it's just like it's and it's also it's cool. cool because like some of the stuff was pr- like that uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, they played your song in there. Yeah, that yeah. Song's huge. I mean, that the show's huge. Yeah, exactly. And I d- we weren't aware of it. What? And then when w- w- it was season two, and then when season two came out, we we're like, oh. And we checked out the show, and we're like, well, the show's rad. And then there was a show on HBO called Shameless that used our song. Yeah, I saw. And then that. I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, like Shameless. it's such a cool way. And I actually discover music that same way too. Like okay. I like if I hear something and it perks my interest, I'm always just like, dude, like. I shazam it and figure it out. Yeah. I'm like, out, I mean, how many times have you been at restaurants and I'm like, what is this song? I'm like holding my phone up to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, this is so rad. And my son's like finding songs from TikTok. It's like 15 second videos. Like, what is this song you play? I'm like, I don't know what it is. What's this hip hop song? We have to look it up. But kids are discovering so much music on TikTok. You guys on TikTok? We have a TikTok. <laughs> you know? Use it. You like it, right? I think there's nobody's like lukewarm on TikTok. I'm not, either I'm not on there. either you're on there twenty four hours you a day. Go hard. Or, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Is like we try it's to a, it seems like a full time job. It is. Know? But I heard it's like crushing more than anything, but it's just like I feel I yeah, can't you, man. You, you know, as a band you have to have some sort of presence, but What's your take on social media and how much you guys really I, on I, it? It's I, I think it, it can be absolutely um um, devastating yes. to to mental health if not man. managed properly. So I I, l- I like to have a little timer how much I am allow myself to be on it. Yeah, and I only get on it when I've eaten something, when I'm rested, when I have energy. I've had my coffee and I have enough mental strength to to be on it. Wow. If I if it's late and I'm tired, I'm hungry. Or I'm just I'm kind of my defenses are down or whatever, and I go on it that way. I can I can it can you know make it so I can't get to sleep or that I you know just it, it can yeah. I'll read something that just bums me out and I and I don't and I'm not I'm not uh, you can't control I, it how it affects you it's yeah just, it's but just you can't but I've noticed that same exactly like if I see like a bad comment for example yeah, that same exact comment that I read. If I read it after some coffee, after a night's rest, and I've eaten some food, and I feel great, it wouldn't get and you. I, I look at it, and and I'm like, oh well, it has nothing to do with me. That just says more about who that person is than it has. I'm not going to take it personal. Yeah. But if I read that same exact comment after a really long day where I'm really exhausted, and maybe I didn't, ha- you know, have dinner, or just had a, yeah. you know, an orange or something, and <laughs> I'm I've only slept a couple hours, and I read that same comment, it could make me cry. So same, y- you know what I mean? I'm super so sensitive to it, but it's like, first of all, you're never going to win an argument on the internet and, <laughs> lo- and th- a lot of those people are bots. They're never going to say anything to your face. Um, it's crazy how much time people spend writing negative things about people and making comments. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's insane. insane to me, man. The time they would never do it in person. But here's the other thing. I watch her connect with people who are like, write her really personal messages. Yeah. And yeah. She is, she'll sit there for two hours writing. I'll be like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm writing all these people back. And I'm like, that's the beautiful thing about social that, that media. Is, like, yeah. Like a heartfelt, sentimental DM you get about something that connects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I do that when, when I, like I said, when I'm rested and when I feel good, I've noticed that social media can't get to me if I'm at my strongest when I open it. Mm. If I'm feeling weak in any way, shape or form and I open it, 
it's just, it could, you know. Yeah, dude, I've read it. doesn't any, manage I, the situation very well. I, I, I a thousand positive comments it, in one exactly. day. Exactly. It fucks you up the whole yeah. day. I man. grew my hair out Why? just a little yeah. bit, and somebody called me the Dutch boy. And literally, the next day, I was <laughs> in the chair getting it all cut no off. No way. Just like, one random person. One random comment? person. I didn't know See, what the Dutch boy was. trolls out there listening. Uh, it's crazy. We're, like, we're human beings. Come call me. We have feelings. And people treat, you know, people can say things thinking that we're just not human We're and that, to it. We're yeah, not. that yeah it, it, it can dehumanizing yeah, yeah. it can feel so frustrating man and then you or if you write somebody back and actually respond they're like oh my god you respond i can't believe i'm a fan i was just joking or yeah. they'll screenshot <laughs> it they'll send it around it's so dangerous some of that shit responding to people depending what they say it my wife said yeah we don't respond to negativity no, not at all, we man. only respond to positivity i know and there's so much like it's crazy to just focus on the one negative thing, right? Like the rest of your day, like one stupid fucking comment, man. Yeah. It'll get you. And then you go outside and you go play a show and it's fucking awesome and everybody's awesome. Exactly. It's like not real life, man. It's so hard to separate the two, you yeah. know? Like, And that's the thing. If we put a bunch of energy into like just trying to really crush it on TikTok, <laughs> what's that going to do to our shows, <laughs> really? <laughs> what does it do? I don't, I don't know actually what it does. Maybe we'd get a couple more fans, but like we really, we try to spread our energy and like conserve our energy to like put on the best shows we can, tour as much as possible where we're not killing ourselves and like we could sustain it and like go to as many places the as good old-fashioned way yeah, yeah seeing like people in real life and yeah connecting yeah with them. that's seeing people man. in real life and connecting and getting fans that way the one thing that i saw that tiktok did uh two years ago is gym class heroes had a song and it blew up on tiktok and then they got a gold plaque like seven months later oh yeah see that's cool that happened that to our, our crazy, friends man. our friends uh the dirty heads that happened too they had a song yeah. that got blew up on tiktok and they got a gold that's flag. just kind of cool to see for yeah. your friends or yeah, like yeah. an old record or something yeah, but for you sure can't make that happen that's just I spontaneous yeah. you know i know i do i do feel like if i wasn't promoting a podcast on my band i wouldn't be on social media because it is mentally draining you can't go down the rabbit holes and see one thing and then it sucks man yeah, yeah if i'm having if i'm having a day where i just don't have the strength to or i'm just feeling sensitive you know a little just whatever hor- maybe some hormones are happening in my body and i'm, yeah. I'm feeling i feel like the, anything i'm gonna watch a hallmark movie i'm gonna cry or yeah, commer- at a coat commercial or something if i'm feeling real sensitive i'll just ask kevin or, or the twins i'm gonna, to to do stuff because i i won't be able to do it that day yeah yeah and you guys really like uh i know you guys drink coffee any daily rituals daily Ooh, rituals rituals yeah. I mean, you guys are all coffee people? Yeah, we're all coffee, coffee people. people. We all have our very specific coffees that we mm. like. He like yeah. Rusty. He like goes, he'll walk 10 miles in every small country in Europe and go one yeah. spot. She's yeah, we actually do have a daily ritual. What you we, got? we earth. Oh, yeah. We try to earth every day. So Break you that down the, for listeners. Okay, so have you seen the documentary, The Earthing Movie? No, the science but I'll watch of grounding. it. Oh, dude. Okay, I'll it's going it. to change your life. Okay. So it's free on YouTube. Okay. It's called The Earthing Movie. Yeah. Right? It's not called The Grounding Movie. No, no it's, it's earthing. Earth, The Earthing Movie. The Earthing yeah. Movie. And um, basically, it talks about the science of, and, and I know it sounds crazy, but the the healing properties of the combination of the earth and the sun. So putting your feet, your bare feet on the earth, you know, facing the sun, getting that vitamin D and get vitamin a, D. and the and the earth uh, energy. Yep. Classic combo. A classic combo. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You apparently, if you stand with your bare foot on the earth, something happens to like the your blood flow, the cells in your gotcha. body, and everything. And inflammation. Because it's kind of how we were meant to be. Yeah. If you watch the movie, it's explained a lot better. But like we started wearing these like rubber soled shoes like mid century, and it kind of disconnected everybody from the earth. But if you think about it, like look at like toddlers, like they always want to be barefoot. On the, it's like kind of it's our true. instincts. And and if we have a headache or a stomachache or something, 
we've we've it's so we've true. been going out into earth and your headache and your stomach ache will go away like it's it's instantly. got anti-inflammatory properties and i'm not a doctor so don't come after so me it, on but it takes <laughs> but it takes but about 15 to 20 minutes to recharge all of your body's um what yeah uh, electrons you started doing that recently uh, during the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. We had yeah. lots of times to discover yeah, things. Yeah, try different things. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I like this. You do that. But I think day. you would dig this too because it's been a very natural approach yeah. to it. But watch the movie. It's an easy okay. watch. It's on YouTube. It's like an hour long. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's party every day? Yeah. Coffee? Yeah. Coffee, coffee and coffee How many coffees a day you want? Just one. Okay. But Sick. nighttime joint. You guys do a nighttime ones. When we're recording, well, when we're recording yeah, I he mean, go, he'll do it. Doesn't so, affect your sleep at all. Right? We don't sleep. No, anyway, nothing no. affects his sleep. Okay. He could drink Caffeine doesn't fifteen cups of coffee. But you don't sleep. No, no, she doesn't sleep no matter what. Well, I mean, well, I, does, I, I do late. sleep. I just don't sleep at night. Yeah, like four or You're five in the morning. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I respect. Us what us about the twins? Sorry, I was gonna say us Bavona boys grew up drinking Coca Cola like it was water. Okay, oh, that's true. And I think that flipped how our bodies accept caffeine okay so we're the same way like if we have caffeine at night it doesn't affect us and what's your yeah. daily rituals twins coffee i'm calling you twins now yeah. coffee yeah. what one coffee in the morning breakfast, breakfast. oh they make we breakfast every breakfast. morning oh you do you make, they you do we don't yeah. yeah omelets or breakfast sandwiches or pancakes French you cook toast, for everybody or just cook for your you know what that's a great question yeah, why don't you <laughs> yeah. twins? why don't you guys answer that question honestly you cook for your your section of the house like what is it yeah do? they don't they don't cook <laughs> breakfast for us enough and in fact mm. yesterday we sent them a screenshot of kevin and i having a conversation within the house and, it, <laughs> and i just texted kevin i was like why won't the twins take care of us <laughs> they need to feed us and kevin's like wrote back i was like help but <laughs> uh, not you guys are good cooks they weren't home yeah, yeah <laughs> i like to think so they're great cooks, and you both cook, and you both, you do a lot. You do a lot of the same things because you're twins. Is that real life that happens like yeah. that? And they do feed us sometimes. I'm not saying. Yeah, they no, do. they yeah. do. We, we just want them too. to feed us all the time. Dude, their marinara, <laughs> their their pasta game is on so another good. level. So good. Yeah, I could but do an Italian feast uh, passed down from okay. uh, our grandfather to our father to me. Oh, that's nice. But also, man. yeah, a lot of food network when we were teenagers. Okay, too. Just we, for some reason, and Kevin's got no skills at cooking. No, I mean I'm not trusted. <laughs> as a, I, you know what I'm. Fire sandwiches. I so could make, make a really good salad dressing. He's really good I at sandwiches. I can make salad dressing. What kind of can, sandwiches? Like a sub? No, yeah, that's the thing. Is like people think sandwiches are easy, but like <laughs> I, I have the ratios the perfect. Layers. Yeah, yeah, the layers, yeah. the sauces. He's and really the, good. I don't even attempt to make a sandwich because his mm. is just so good. And you don't want to take a bite of a sandwich and have everything fall out one end. Yeah, so. you know when someone else makes your sandwich, how it's always better than if you make it yourself. I'm that yeah. someone else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you guys ever like uh, do like catering stuff like that? Yeah, or? we actually that was a big joke. For us during the pandemic, it's like, well, if concerts never come back, we'll just open a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Dude, the or first time we'll we played Kimmel, the first time we played Kimmel, they made trays of rigatoni and sauce and stuff it's and brought so it, and Jimmy yeah. ate it and was like, whoa, this is wow. legit. Yeah. Because we're big Italian festival fans. You know, mm. they had the Feast of San Gennaro all the time. And oh, yeah, had in New York, too. And uh, they, they stopped doing it. But we are, we went every year to that festival. And I'm probably the only person in the world who dreams the Warped Tour will come back so I could be the barbecue oh, band. Man. <laughs> the barbecue band. Have you guys been to Pura Vida? Uh, no. It's a vegan Italian restaurant. The girls from New York. Oh, I've heard them. about that. She opened it up. It's amazing, man. Really? It's we'll on uh, Santa it Monica Boulevard, and they have one in Redondo. Oh, Sick. Pure Vita. Pure Vita. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, you guys going to go soon, huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let me make sure we have everything on here. That was wonderful. I really appreciate it. Can I see your oh, handwriting really quick? Because it keeps... It, uh, it's, uh, oh my dude, gosh, we it have looks, the same exact handwriting. Like handwriting. We do? Exa yeah. To the point so where I keep good, thinking... Though, right? It's exact. That looks exactly like my handwriting. Yeah. Oh, um, she's making notes. Okay, so it the record's coming out this Friday, August fifth. This Friday, August fifth, in the wild, Hellcat Records, new album, Interrupters, super posy, super fun. You could dance to it in your fucking room. Um, 
stoked you guys are here, man. Um, I'm trying to make sure I got all my notes done. I know you guys are busy, busy, busy. Have to bother you for part two someday. Dude, uh, for sure. You guys through. have any top fives, any artists or anybody you love or a big in, number one inspiration in your life? Is there one person besides Ooh. you guys each other, but musician or artist or author? You can go first. Amy knows. Well, uh, <laughs> Leonard Cohen. Okay. Brian. And Tim Armstrong. Woo, okay. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to go Brian Wilson. Mm. Yeah. Okay. A sweet, sensitive soul. Think that the twins have their um. Is it weird to say George Carlin? That's sick. No, yeah. that's great. He's like Gangster, bro. I was Twelve years old and just. Like and George, that new documentary. Can I, can I say George? I Her- seen Her- George Harrison. Sure. Say, say what you want. <laughs> say George Michael. Anything you want. I still, you know, we've been so busy. It's the, on the top of our list to watch. The doc I is incredible, it out man. I got. We gotta watch that. George Carlin's a legit. He's punk rock, man. Yeah, I know. We got to see him live about? when we were teenagers. Oh wow. Like, yeah. Everything he was talking about, it's happening now in the world. Just, he's it's just really smart. Old bits that could be today, you know? They're yeah. still relevant. And you see him like kind of viral on the internet these days, too. People posting yeah. clips of... And I'm like... So, what's your favorite clip, Justin? Of Carlin? Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's got a... There's a really good one. I think it opens his uh, What Am I Doing in New Jersey? Where he just talks about how America is such a warlike people. And it's mm. insane. And it's so sad, too. It's one of those things where you, you hear it and you're like, it can make you pessimistic, but... You right. laugh and cry? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's so good at like memorization so, yeah. and like lists like shoes, big shoes, little yeah. shoes, shoes. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, my number one favorite, he's got something called the incomplete list of impolite words and it's like five minutes of him I saw that railing off. The I know half of it. I'm not going to do it because it's very vulgar, but. It's okay. I know the words, but yeah, yeah he talks about that and the thing and how people yeah. tried canceling for that back yeah. then. And it's the SoCal TMS SoCal TMS Center. Yes. Is Shout out. You can get that done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then what's the therapy I need to get? You mentioned that. EMDR. Okay. Trauma therapy. Yeah. I feel like I have to do a whole episode just you talking about this stuff. It's so educational and I appreciate you sharing that part yeah, of thank you. Thank you. Well, dude, it's thank you so much for having us. Thanks for being there. Yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like I'm uh, rushing, but I'm good. I got all the stuff I need in here. We talked about it. No, that was so fun, man. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to Hamilton High. Hamilton High. <laughs> And uh, Mr. Bruning, check out the interrupt. You guys got a tour coming up. I could plug, yeah, yeah. We're going out with Flog and Molly. Um, we're actually leaving for Europe right now, and we're doing a full like Euro tour with um, festivals all throughout, and then UK headline tour. And then we come home and we're doing Flog and Molly, Tiger Army, the Skins, and us. Tiger Army, I haven't heard that name in a while, yeah, yeah. They're killing it, and so we're doing that from like all through the west coast through September. So come check out our dates and party with us, yeah, awesome. Anything else, twins? You want to say anything else? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.